G'day friends, welcome back. Chapter 10, The Passenger. Definitely not as exciting or action-packed or eventful as last week's episode, but still a fair bit to unpack. So let's get into it. Spoilers, obviously, before I forget, this episode only just came out tonight, so spoilers, obviously. Um, so this episode is directed by Peyton Reed, who directed uh, a number of films, including both the Ant-Man films, I guess that's what he's most famous for, and it is pretty much a filler episode, but that does not mean that it is bad. I don't mind this episode at all. Definitely not as, you know, Easter eggy or exciting as last week's episode, but still not a terrible entry. Right, so this episode sees Mando leaving Tatooine in the search for more Mandalorians and to... Uh, someone believes that they know where more Mandalorians are and in exchange for that information, he has to give them safe passage to the system where they say the Mandalorians are. That's pretty much it. Um, so this episode starts, it starts exactly where the previous one let off. He's riding his speeder bike across Tatooine back to Mos Eisley. And something, so this is, we've seen this speeder bike now in a number of episodes. We saw it in episode five of last season. We saw it in last week's episode and it's now in this episode. Everyone is pretty certain that the speeder bike that Cobb Vanth had in the previous episode was Anakin's pod racer, right? Something that occurred to me while I was watching the episode tonight, the speeder bike that Mando uses in all the episodes we've seen it in is exactly the same as the speeder bike that Anakin uses as an adult in Attack of the Clones when he returns to Tatooine to try and find where his mother is. Now... It is very easy that you know, it could easily be explained that this speeder bike, you know, was a very common model. It looks pretty straightforward. It's got no distinctive features, but the design is the exact same. So if it was the case that the speeder bike, both speeder bikes from last week's episode were at one point or another used by Anakin Skywalker, that'd be pretty cool. Just something that I was thinking about. I was like, gee, I wonder if like, you know, I was just thinking about it. So that's how that's how interesting this episode was. TBH, I was thinking about that level of stuff. Anyway, so he's going back to Moss Eisley. He gets attacked or ambushed by these bandits who are after the child. Uh, he defeats them, obviously. Uh, one of them, he trades them his jetpack to let the child go. 
and he obviously tricks him. He the little fellas running off with the jetpack, and then Mando sets it off remotely, and it just shoots him up into the sky. It's pretty funny. Um, but they they ended up trashing his speeder bike, so he has to walk all the way back to Mos Eisley. Once he gets back, uh, we end up back in the famous Mos Eisley Cantina that was seen in A New Hope and in Episode Five from last season of The Mandalorian. Um, we we see uh, Pelimoto playing Sabak with this um, like insect creature, which is a funny little thing to include in this episode, given it's directed by Ant-Man director Peyton Reed to have this you know big bug creature in the episode. I think that's kind of funny. Um, and there, and then pretty much from there, Mando is introduced to this character who we know only as Frog Lady. That is what she is called in the subtitles, and that is what she has been called everywhere I can find, Frog Lady. She is not a species that I recognize. She is some kind of frog-like reptilian kind of creature. Um, yeah, I don't think we've ever seen her species before. I don't know what it would be called. But yeah, and, and, and that would make sense because the reason that she needs passage to this other system where she says that Mandalorians are is because she has this backpack, this big sort of aquarium kind of backpack that has her eggs in it. She says they, they are, you know, the last of her species. So that is probably why we have never seen any other creatures that look like her before because there aren't many of them around um but she's actually really cool and i kind of like her so they are on their way to this other planet that she's trying to go to where her eggs can incubate safely i guess and they can't use hyperdrive to get there because hyperdrive would destroy the eggs which i guess kind of makes sense and while they're on their way to this planet they are intercepted by new republic x-wings now, from all the reviews I've seen coming out in the last few hours, I don't think anyone else has noticed this, so I'm probably wrong, but there are two X-Wings in this episode. One is flown by a character that's actually played by Dave Filoni, and another is flown by another actor. I don't know if he's another director. I don't recognize him, but he's just this other dude, right? On... The X-Wing of the other guy, so not Dave Filoni, the other guy. There is an R2 unit, and I swear to God, it looks like R2-D2, right? In the first scene where they're in space, it's it's really hard to see because they're mostly blurry. <clears throat> they're mostly blurry, but um, in later on in the episode where they're all in the ice caves... There's a pretty good shot, and I am pretty certain that that is R2-D2. If that is R2-D2, that is fucking amazing that they put that in there. The reason that I'm a little bit sceptical is because I think if it was, they might have given him a little more screen time. They might have given him, like, you know, a big hero shot to make everyone be certain. Oh, fuck, that's R2-D2. But I, well, it, it just looks so much like him. It's really hard to tell, but he looks blue. He's, you know, he is definitely an R2 unit. He's the exact same design, but he looks like R2-D2. So I wonder if that will be uh, explained. 
at some point in the future, whether whether or not that is R2-D2. I'm losing my voice, crikey. Anyway, so to escape the X-Wings, because uh, he can't, he can't just... They want him to identify himself as some new Republic rule or whatever, and he can't do that because he's on the run. And that is because of what happened in the prison escape episode from last season, the really crappy episode that I don't think is very good, um, where he helped this other dude escape from a New Republic prison. So he, he's, he's wanted by the New Republic, so he can't say who he is. So he takes off, and they chase him down onto this planet through all these clouds, and then down to the surface, which is covered in ice. Now, this planet was featured heavily in all of the trailers for this season, and most people, including myself, thought that it was Ilum, the planet where um, an enormous percentage of the kyber crystals that were used to make the Jedi's lightsabers would come from, and the planet that was turned into Starkiller Base before the events of Force Awakens. Turns out it was not Ilum at all, or if it was, it was not any part of Ilum that was of any importance. No kyber crystals were involved, no... um, um, first order presence of any kind was seen, so it's pretty much definitely not Ilum. It's some other ice planet that is of no note. So that was a big, big bummer to... I mean, we were never led to believe that it was Ilum. We all just jumped to that conclusion just because it looked like Ilum. We all got ourselves extra excited. For now, what we realised was no reason at all. But that is what happens when you're a fan sometimes... You get in your own head and then you get let down. Um, so it was just a random ice planet. He, so Mando and Frog Lady and Frog Lady's babies and and the child uh, crash land onto this ice planet. They fall into these caves. The ship's fucked. It's very cold. They're in a lot of trouble. Um, Baby Yoda is very... Oh, fuck me. The child. i got to stop calling him. That's not his name. The child is... Technically, Mando isn't Mando's name either. His name is Din Djarin. We learned that at the end of last season, but it's just easier to call him Mando than it is to call him Din. You know what I mean? But the child is very much interested in Frog Lady's eggs. He likes to eat them a lot. He is eating them every chance he gets. Obviously, being a baby, he does not understand that if that if he eats them all, her species will cease to exist. He can't comprehend that. He just thinks that they're really tasty, so he just wants to eat them all the time. Makes me worry how much Mando is actually feeding the child. He seems to be absolutely famished all the time. Maybe if he actually had a full and complete diet, he wouldn't be so tiny. He might have grown a bit by now. Anyway, um... So they're stuck on this ice planet. Mando's trying to fix the ship. And Frog Lady wanders off. She takes her eggs. She's, she's trying to keep the eggs warm. They need to stay warm, which makes sense. And she wanders off and she finds these hot pools. These, I guess, you know, hot, hot springs or something. And she's she has a little bath with her eggs to keep them warm, which is very nice. I really, really like her character. She's really, really important to this episode. Without her, this episode is absolutely pointless. So the reason that she's so great in this episode is because she gives the episode stakes. 
obviously nothing is going to happen to Mando or the child in episode two of the new season, right? Their lives are not at risk, okay? But you add in a character who we've never seen before and, you know, probably are not going to see again, probably after the next episode, right? Not an important character. You, you include a character like that who could possibly die and you wouldn't be surprised, right? So then it adds a little bit of tension to the episode. You're like, gee, like, you know, is she going to survive? Are her babies going to survive? Baby Yoda's picking them off one by one. According to Baby Yoda again. <laughs> the child's picking them off one by one. How many are going to be left before the end? Anyway, just adds a bit of, you know, stakes to the episode. Anyway, so she's taking this warm bath with her eggs. Mando goes and finds her with the child. The child still wants to eat the eggs. Mando's like, no, 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 don't eat those. So the child wanders off into the cave a bit. Now, obviously the child has never seen any of the alien films because he walks up to all these little egg sacs that are like stalagmiting off of the ground, right? Just like they are in Alien, right? He goes and he cracks one open and he eats this little fetus inside. This little fetus is very spider-like looking. And then we get the Forbidden Forest section of the Mandalorian. So Baby Yoda cracks one of these things open, he eats it, but then all the others start to hatch. And there are all manner of different sized ice spiders and, you know, in just numerous numerous amounts uh, chasing after our heroes. So they all start to hatch and then all the big ones sort of, you know, start climbing down out of the ceiling and then there's the big, big, big one, I guess, which is like the queen or something comes lumbering down chasing after them and, you know, it's all crazy and it is very, very, very reminiscent of um, the Chamber of Secrets where Harry and Ron go into the Forbidden Forest and they meet uh, Aragog, and he's got all his little baby spiders that chase after them. It's very, very, very much like that. Um, and there's this great little sort of, you know, bit where, where the frog lady, she goes full frog mode and she starts like galloping along the ground, like leaping, right? Like she's running on two feet to begin with. But then she's like, well, I need to be running faster. So she gets down on all fours and she starts leaping along the ground. Is it like those, those little things are what makes Star Wars Star Wars. Those f- funny little moments that characters are able to, you know, produce for us. That's what makes Star Wars special. Funny little things like that. I really, really like that. It was cool to see her character not just be completely inept and just need protecting all the time. Like... There's that, you know, there's that bit where she's obviously very capable of running away from the spiders, you know, faster than Mando is. And then there's a scene earlier where, like, Mando doesn't speak her frog language, so they can't communicate. So at one point she she hacks into the destroyed, you know, remnants of the, of the bounty hunter droid from episode six of last season. Zero, that was his name the Richard Ayoade, um voice acted. She hacks into that and is actually able to speak into this little microphone. Oh, 
speaking to this little microphone that runs into the droid and then the droid can translate so Manda can understand what she's saying. So she's very, she's not, you know, she, she's the last of her species and she is, you know, doing them proud. She's very, very resourceful, this frog lady. So I like her a lot. Um, they're running away from the spiders. They get back to the ship. They're, you know, the spiders are just completely swarming them. They're, they're stuffed. They, they try to fly the ship away, but then giant spider jumps on top of it. They can't fly away. But then the New Republic X-Wing guys show up and they save the day. They kill all the spiders. And, you know, just because Mando has been a good guy and he captured a few other baddies in that episode six from last season, they decide to let him go rather than arrest him. He's like, oh, you know, do you guys want to help me fix my ship up so I can get out of here? And they're like, nah, peace out, dude. And they just, they just fuck off. Um, and it's in that scene where I think you can see R2-D2 on the back of not Dave Filoni's X-Wing. I am almost certain. I will see what more of the um, reliable Star Wars YouTube channels have to say about that, see if anyone else notices it. I might have just, you know, been the source of some breaking news right there. We don't know. Um, and and that's pretty much the end of the episode. So they, they he's able to get the ship in flying condition, but the whole like main part of it is completely all smashed in. All the doors are broken off. So the, they all have to just stay in the cockpit. That's the only area that he can seal. And the last thing we see is the ship just like all wrecked and stuff, flying away from the planet, heading in the direction of the original planet they were trying to get to. And that's the whole episode. Um, it, it is definitely not the strongest episode. There, there will be more episodes like this to come in the future. Not every single episode of every season is going to be the most amazing thing you've ever seen. They do need to, you know, fill things out at some point. If they, you know, if they blow all their great ideas in one season, like all the rest of the show is going to suck. So they've got to spread it out a little bit. I think this episode has its place. I like that we got a lot more of the child in this episode, a lot more of the father-son relationship that we're getting between him and Mando. There was almost none of that in the previous episode, so I do like that we had a lot of that, a lot of him trying to discipline the child and just keep an eye on him while he's trying to eat all the eggs and just a little bit more of the child being just a bit of a rat bag, a bit more autonomous. I liked that part of it. Um... But yeah, apart from that, not a whole lot else in this episode. It seems like the next episode is going to be on the water planet that we saw in the trailer. Because in, in that scene in the trailer, there are there is someone with one of those water egg backpacks in it on that planet. So it looks like that's where we'll be going next. And that is the planet where we saw Sabine Wren, the, the hooded character so the next episode we could be getting big time ties to rebels and seeing some more exciting characters that a lot of people have been waiting with anticipation to see in live action all right that'll do me for this week stayed up late to do this review and i do not regret it i might tomorrow morning but i don't now um 
yeah, I'll be back again next Friday with a review of episode 11. I'm sure it'll be, it'll be fantastic. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll catch you next time. Bye.